What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Today on the Sidewalk Crew, we're going to be talking about stand-up classes. Uh, do you think they're worth it? Uh, my personal opinion on them, things I've heard about them, and a class that I have taken that has been an amazing help. Uh, that's what we've got coming up for you today. Stay tuned, everybody. This is the Sidewalk Crew. intro music wow we're doing things what is going on everybody buenos tardes damas y cabrieras hey 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 everybody welcome to the sidewalk crew uh my name's tony i'm your host of this here podcast and thanks for tuning in for the next episode um this episode uh gonna be another short one just getting us back into the format of the show um i've talked to a couple of the guys uh we've got a We've got plans for another big panel show coming up. That's really cool. Um, it's, uh, look, everybody's enthused. Everybody's very enthused very quickly that it's back. Um, for the listeners that listened to the last episode, thank y'all so much. Um, I see all those views as they come in. They validate my feelings so, so very much. Uh, they lift me up as a person so, so very much. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um... So this episode, uh, I would like to take some time and talk about stand-up classes. Um, there, there. Look, so there are stand-up comedy clubs all over the place. There are people who've been doing stand-up comedy all over the place. Uh, that's no big secret. You can probably go into most major cities and find some niche comedy scene somewhere. And if not at that city, at a close neighboring city, you're going to be able to find that. Um, and that's all over the United States. Um, and, uh, it's, it's the last medium where you can speak your truth is what most people say. Um, I agree with that, uh, very, very much so. And, um, you know, Hey, uh, while I'm on that note, before I go into stand up class, I would like to say that, uh, I stand for stand ups, um, stand ups everywhere. You should have the right to say whatever you want to say at any given time, but there's a catch 22 to that. Now you have to own whatever you say. You have to be your truth, and that has to be whatever you say. So if you're going to say something outlandish or something just totally crazy, you have to own that. You know, that's that's something you got to own. That's a statement that you made. But then again, you know, you're also a comic. Um, comics with each other outside of context, um, some people could take the wrong way. Because comics will say crazy stuff to each other. I know because I am a comic and I have said crazy stuff to comics. I've had comics say crazy stuff to me. So I know that that is a thing. Um, it's, uh, look, it's just hard for me. So I just think, like I said, I think comics should be able to say whatever they want to say, but they have to, they have to know that they have to own up to what they're saying at that point. Um, and that's just the way the ball drops. You can't just go out and say crazy stuff and expect no pushback from anybody. 
But then again, I don't think you should just go out and say something and then immediately get chastised for saying it because you're like, oh my God, I can't believe such and such said such and such. It's like, I mean, you might not want to believe it, but it shouldn't be so preposterous to believe, in my opinion. Um, But that's neither here nor there. So, like I said, um, that's my opinion on that. Um, that also goes to the end, uh, with the slap. Um, I know it's been a couple weeks after the slap, but I'll, I'll just, and this will be probably the last time I bring it up on, on this podcast. Um, I, I don't, okay, so, I don't think that at any point in time you should be able to walk on stage and smack a comic for saying anything. <clears throat> I don't think that's right. And I'll admit, when it first happened, I was very vocally against Will Smith. And now, after sitting back and looking at the situation, um, I think Will Smith has had a very tough time the past few years dealing with situations that most men never will have to deal with or don't deal with in such a public eye. They're able to deal with it privately. So, yes, I feel for uh, Chris Rock. Not just because he's one of my favorite comedians, but he was physically assaulted. Um, I personally think that Will should have maybe been escorted off premises. Um, I think he should still be allowed to have received his Oscar. Um, I'm not necessarily, you know, like, I don't think they should take it from the man. Um, but on the same go-round, I don't think he necessarily should have been able to stand up in a room full of applauding people um, minutes after smacking and uh, committing assault. That's what he did. He committed assault. Um, but I also think that Will Smith is in a very troubled situation uh, that he as an individual has had to go through a lot. Um, and I think that though it was wrong, I think that he needs help dealing with the emotional craziness that he's had to deal with for the past several years just as much as it was wrong for him to do what he does or do what he did uh, at the Oscars. Um, that being said, um, like I said, uh, stand-ups everywhere, I believe as a stand-up, you can say whatever you want, but you have to own that. Um, you have to immediately be like, okay, I said this, I know I said this, and now I have to own up to the fact that I said this. Uh, and that's just the thing. So, Yeah. But like I said, you can go to any uh, major city in America and you can find a comedy club where you can do open mics and you can go try out comedy. Now, maybe maybe you've said a couple funny things. Maybe you've set up some stuff that uh, get people to laugh. And uh, maybe that um, is what's working for you. Uh, maybe you want some direction uh, in writing or in uh, other things and you see advertisements for uh, comedy classes, um, you know. And some people say that they're not good. Some people say other things. Um, so that's what we're going to get into today. But before we jump into major topics, you know how what we got to do. We got to pay the bills. So we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. This episode of the Sidewalk Crew has been brought to you by Lucky 13 Tattoo Aftercare. Hey, guys. Uh, Tony here. And uh, it's no secret, I've got a couple tattoos. And uh, I like to make sure those tattoos stay looking good. And one of the coolest ways that I find to keep my tattoos looking good is Lucky 13. Um... 
found out about Lucky 13 a while ago, and uh, I just, I think it's a great product. You know, they've got a tattoo balm, they've got it in a tube, they've got it in a tin, and they've got a cleanser and healing ointment. Um, cleanser's the best on a fresh tattoos, and the balm you can use from a brand new tattoo to a tattoo that you've had for years. Look, a lot of my tattoos I've had since I was 18 years old. That's 12, 13 years ago now. And uh, with Lucky 13, those tattoos look just as pristine as the day that they got put on. And, uh, you know, all natural ingredients with Lucky 13. Uh, things like aloe vera, avocado oil, beeswax, coconut extract. Like, just stuff that's good for your skin. And anything that's good to put on your skin and goes in your skin can also help nourish it better. Uh, Lucky 13 even has a fact test about how it works, how to use it, and what product would be best for you. Uh, they've been talked about on NBC, USA Today, CBS, and Fox. It's just a fantastic product with thousands of great reviews and the fact that they donate to the Impact Melanoma Organization to help educate people of the importance of skin cancer prevention and early detection awareness. It's an all-around great company. When I feel like taking care of my tattoos, I definitely make sure that I hit up Lucky13 at protectyourink.com. Protectyourink.com, and if you use the code ThatComicTony, that's T-H-A-T-C-O-M-I-C-T-O-N-Y, you can get 25% off your order. That's right. Listeners of this show that use the code ThatComicTony at checkout can get 25% off their order. I think that's pretty badass of Lucky 13. So let's support a company that does a lot to help prevent skin cancer around the world and that keeps our tattoos looking great. Lucky 13 Tattoo at ProtectYourInc.com. Just do it a whole bunch of times. There's no secret. People go to comedy classes looking for a secret. <laughs> looking for a fucking... Imagine you pay $400, right? Let's say you paid your $400. You go into class. All right, guys. Here's the first thing we're going to learn. You see those stairs? You go up the stage. That's how you get on stage. Yeah, they, do, they literally do shit like and that. There's, and there's the mic right here. Okay, let me show you. This is the mic. Guess what? It amplifies your voice, huh? We're going to have a pop quiz on that. It amplifies your what? Voice. Come on, wake up. Voice. All right. Now, the mic stand is where the mic is held. That's why it's called a stand. Okay, so that's that's uh, just a little that's just a, a little snippet from a um, <laughs> from a video clip that that I think is just is, is, ridiculous. Makes you a good comedian. Mostly because information. I keep on stressing that shit. Just, oh. just bear with me. There, I'm, I got to get this clip off my other screen. So, today's episode is about comedy classes. Um, now, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this off gate. I think a comedy class done the correct way has no harm. Can do nothing but advance. A career. Or if not a career, advance your progression into making this a career. Into making this more of a hobby. Into cleaning up your set. Into finding a set uh, or finding a five. Like learning a three, you know, uh, or, or mining for your next, like a set done in context. Um, now. That being said, I'm aware that there are classes out there that cost a butt-ton of money. And they start with the formula of this is a mic, this is a stage, these are lights, 
this is blase, blase, blah. And if that happens at a comedy class on the first day for the first 10 minutes of the class, there's nothing wrong with that. Because there could be somebody in that class who's gone never to see a comedy show or never have watched it. Now, I highly doubt the latter. Most people that are going to seek out a stand-up class are going to at least have watched a stand-up class at least once in their life, or not a class, excuse me, a, a, a stand-up set at least once in their life uh, to make them want to do said things. Um, and I think that, I mean, that's got to have happened, right? That has to. Uh, I don't, I just don't see how, I don't see there being classes out there where people are paying $400 and it's, this is a stage, this is where you stand on stage, this is how light hits you. I don't see that as a thing. A good comedy class is going to start to try to teach you somebody's formula on successful writing. In my opinion, it's going to teach you about, a, a good comedy class is going to teach you about the fucking light. Let's, the light, the light, the light, the light, the light. A good comedy class is going to mention the light. If you go to six classes that are, you know, two hours long a piece, they're going to mention the light at least a hundred times. Because they should. Because I couldn't tell you how. And I used to be bad about it. I would write it uh, unintentionally. I would uh, I would con- consistently underperform, which in an open mic isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, you get a laugh, you get a good punch, and if that's all you got and you got nowhere to go and you got a good laugh, you get the fuck out of there, man. Uh, even if, look, if you're booked for eight and you're at 740 and, <laughs> and you ain't got nothing that's going to punch that, that room, that door shaker that you just got off, nothing's going to punch that in 20 seconds, you get out 20 seconds early. You know, don't leave like a minute on the table, but like, I don't think any club in America is going to like chastise you over 20 seconds because you're leaving on a fucking laugh. Uh, I think that'd be stupid. Um, but the light, yeah, the light, a good comedy class is going to talk about the light. A good comedy class is going to like at least spend 20 minutes on that first class of where a good place to hold the microphone is. Like it's here. Even if you hold it here, like, it's got to be some point in your face. Or, like, like I, I usually tuck my arm in and I'm somewhere, you know, in this area. That, and and I'm doing it like you guys can see it and nobody can see it. But, like, it's, it's going to be right off my face. Like, some people talk with the mic, like, halfway and it's nowhere near their face at all. And it just... <sighs> um... A good comedy class might spend some time talking about that. And it might introduce you to the stage, um, stuff like that. But they're not going to sit there and be like, this is a microphone. This is a stand. A microphone amplifies. Like, you probably know what a fucking microphone is. You probably do. There's there's not a lot like, we've got microphones in our computers. Uh, you probably grasp the concept of a mic being something that captures sound and sends it into an interface that amplifies your sound, whether it's amplifying it upwards into projecting it further or amplifying it and recoding it down into the processing specs of going through a computer to be reworked as different and or better sound. (laughs) Microphone, okay? Um, And you might, like I said, you might talk about those things for the first day, but good class is going to try to teach you somebody's process on writing. Um, Now, everybody's going to write different. 
I know a couple guys that don't really write stuff down um, that, that aren't like... Like, I know Earthquake says he's never written anything down, and I believe him, but, like, that's insane. Um, on the other end, you've got guys that were like George Carlin and Gary Shandling and Jerry Seinfeld who wrote everything down, like, everything, all of it, forever. Just all of it down. Um, and everybody good does it, but somebody, like, if you don't... So, I didn't take the class at first. And I didn't take the class at first because I'd say 70% of the time, if you run across a mainstream comedian who is going to give an opinion on paying money to teach a stand-up or paying money to see a stand-up class or participate in a stand-up class, they're going to have a negative opinion on at least 80% of what they're talking about. They'll point out a couple good things. But they they all go into it assuming that this is somebody who's trying to teach you, you know, how to be funny, like what a pratfall is, and all, and just you know how to act on something. These are funny sounds you can make into the mic. And in my experience, that wasn't true. Now, disclaimer: I've only taken one class. Um, well, I've only taken a class with one teacher. Um, I've taken the class twice, both in the extents of like because when I first started doing comedy. I didn't have a formula for writing. I wrote one way and it worked to a degree, but I lacked, in my opinion, an organizational aspect of my writing to make it cleaner for translation later. Or I didn't understand like writing towards or skills that I could use to try to mine on a premise. Or not knowing, you know, certain ways, like, like there's, there's certain, I don't want to use the term comedy theory, but it makes sense, like, or joke theory, but, like, it makes sense when you, like, this, like, uh, things that might make things, something funny, like, whether something's just absurd and the absurdity is what's funny, or whether there's, like, a device that causes a, a, a crazy plot twist, or just, you know, like, uh, like, and then it could be like, you know, absurd realism or absurd realism or like it could be, you know, like the uh, part of the anatomy of a joke, if you will. Um, but like, those are all tools of writing. That's not teaching, like, that's not somebody trying to teach somebody how to do comedy. That's somebody trying to show you tools on how to write what you perceive as comedy as comedy. And, like, if you can make it work. Like, I don't think you can teach somebody to be funny. I think everybody has an ability naturally to capture people's attention through some way, shape, or another. Some people through humor. Some people through astonishment. Some people through terrible acts. But everybody possesses some way to capture the attention of the other, you know, higher life forms around them. Um, whether it be, like, you know, catching the eye of somebody because, you know, whether you're peacocking and it's just because of the way you look or if it's because you speak with gusto and, you know, such, you know, ferocity or whether you're just, you know, a dude who's, like, just trying to make people smile, you know. Um, like I said, I think class is a good thing. Uh, I, I think it's a great thing. So tonight... Um, I'll actually be part of a one-on-one grad show. Like I said, this is the second time I've taken the class. Uh, the first time I took the class, it was because I wanted direction. 
on how to write or different ways to plug into my writing. This time I took it as more of an end on like, I want to, I want to mine now. Like I want to go back in and mine. Like I, I, I have, I have data, but I'm stuck. And I feel like after doing it twice, like I might reach out with the teacher of the class and see if I could set up like sessions or maybe I could just go over like some writing theory or some stuff with him or, you know, outlines with that. You know, maybe it becomes, you know, a I share material and see if I can get feedback or even if I can just, you know, because, you know, people are busy. People have work. So, you know, like I'd be willing to, you know, pay somebody like, hey, if I give you like, you know, five, ten bucks, can you read this for feedback or, you know, whatever. Uh, but that that's that's a point in my career that I think I'm moving towards because this will be the second time I've taken this class. Uh, there's some people in this class who've taken it for the first time. You know what? Whether they're taking it to use it um, on two different ends, um, I won't name anybody's names because I don't have their permission. Um, except for maybe I, I I might talk about the teacher in the place I took the class later, uh, because yeah. Uh, but as far as students, I won't. Um, there are there's there's some people there who I've seen at open mics that have done some stuff at open mics that you know have gotten laughs. You know, it maybe wasn't funny from front to back, but uh, it's gotten laughs. There's one guy that that the first time I saw him, uh, me and a couple guys were like, "Yo, this dude is a monster!" Like just like just and I, we I mean that in a good way. Like somebody who could like you know just give him time to rough out the polish out the edges, and he'll definitely be able to you know go in anywhere. And, you know, maybe not kill, but I, I doubt he'd walk in anywhere and just, it'd be, it'd be a crazy room for him to walk into and just bomb, you know. I mean, of course it can happen to anybody, but like, it'd be, it'd have to be a weird, weird room, man. Um, there are other people that I know that were doing it to try to enhance aspects of their other things that they do in life. And some people who are doing it just because they've never done it before and they thought it'd be cool. And uh, that's an interesting group to be in. And I, like I said, this is my second time taking it. There's somebody else. In there, who it's, you know, they've taken it a couple times, I believe. And, you know, you're going to get something different out of it every time. Um, I just find it crazy that comics will go out and tell people it's a bad thing. Like, it's not, like, if, if you just possess a natural ability to write and you're naturally funny, congratulations, and you're doing, you know, comedy, congratulations, you've landed in the perfect career for you, it's going fantastic, like, but, you know, I, like I said, I did it because I wanted, like, I never, I had never had any good direction on, like, writing, so for me, that's what I went to it for, um, and that's what I got out of it, and that's what I think a good class is, because I feel like the class that I take focuses on tools you can do for writing and then at that point it's a feedback class it, it, it examines how you progress on on a on a on a bit uh, or a set whether you want I mean if you get a couple bits and you make a set you know on, on a five it, it's 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 a five it's a way to get a five that's the that's the best way I could think to say it, is it's a way to get a five and um I mean that's what it is uh but I think it's good. Um, I've heard uh, numerous um, great comedians um, talk about taking classes that, that people are spending exuberant amounts of money on that are just like comedy mad libs. Like the teacher has a formula and uh, you feel 
fill out the you fill out the formula. And I don't feel like what I've taken is that. I feel like what I've taken is these are these are things in comedy that this kind of is what, in my opinion, kind of what makes up a joke. This, in my opinion, is things that can be used on jokes in general. And this, in my opinion, is how this is how I write. Maybe you can use these tools when you're writing. You know, and it tells you, uh, like, class uh, class, and other comics will tell you stuff, too. Like, for some people, all you need to do is go to open mics and stuff like that. But you need, you know, a little more direction. But that's also, I feel like just going to open mics and trying to learn it all from open mics is going to heavily depend on the scene that you're involved in. Because if you're in a scene of a bunch of people who just, like, don't, like, they don't laugh at other people's jokes because they're other comedians and they're worried about spots all the time. And they just don't want to, like, they're worried people are going to steal their ideas all the time. And they're worried people are going to do this and going to do that. And, you know, um, you're going to say something that's going to give somebody a tag. Or somebody, you know, rips a tag off of you. You feel like somebody's trying to move in on your shit. Like, some comedi- some communities and some scenes are like that. So, like, maybe not the best scene, you know, to just go to open mics at to try to learn. But, like, in a good comedy scene, like a... The comedy scene, uh, I am fortunate enough to be involved in here in Greensboro, North Carolina, is just, yeah, I mean, it's it's an actual scene. It's a scene of people that will, like, you can, comedians talk to other comedians all the time. Um, pardon. Uh, we all, we all ride to shows together. Um, we all go to shows together. We, we, we. We hit similar open mics. We bounce ideas off of each other. People hang out outside of the comedy club, outside of that. Um, and we all just were, you know, we try to, like, if somebody thinks of something funny, they'll give it to you. You know, if they if, if somebody hears something that's yours that's funny, a lot of times around here, they'll be like, hey, man, I think this would sound funny with this. You know, if you try it, if you like, and if you like it and it works, keep it. And then, you know... Three months later, somebody will be like, well, when you said that that way, that's funny. But, like, what about try it this way? Um, <clears throat> that's a real supporting scene. A scene like that <clears throat> will tell you stuff like that. They'll tell you to go to different rooms. Uh, they'll tell you to go to other places. Um, they'll tell you not to, you know, go to the bar open mic and slam 12 shots, you know, before you're set. They'll tell you, that, hey, that's not a good look. They'll tell you how to be professional. They'll, uh... When they get feature acts, they'll 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 tell you, you know how real comedians were. Sometimes you know they'll leave and they'll go to other scenes and then they'll come back. You know you go jump on a show and next thing you know you're opening for them the next time they're back. There's a bunch of crazy stuff that could happen, um, and that's in a good scene. But like I feel like I feel like if you don't have that, like a good stand up comedy class that's done from somebody who was involved in a scene like that. Or who nurtures a scene like that um, is is not a bad idea because they're not going to teach you comedy. They're going to teach you their process for comedy, and see what you get out of their process or help you augment a process of your own volition, your own fluidity, um, and they're they're going to help you work something your way they're gonna they're gonna use their way to show you how they do it 
and use that to light a spark and then they're going to fan a flame. But it's going to be your fire. It's not their fire. <clears throat> now, if you take their process and run with it, they might have given you like a branch of that fire. But you still started your own fire. Like, you know, instead of them just helping you rub the flint, like they knew some of your wood was damp. So they gave you a couple pieces that were already flaming. But now you've got your own thing going. That's, that's how a good stand-up class should work. And I think in that opinion, um, if you find a stand-up class like that, uh, you should definitely give it a shot if that's what you're wanting to do. Um, and, and you know, most, most, most places will work with you, you know. Some places, if it's like, if it's coming up, you know, and you know it's two months down the line, you know, you can contact them and be like, well, hey, I know the total of the class is like this much. Like, you know, I don't think a couple hundred bucks is, is a bad deal to pay for uh uh you know you get for uh any class that's you know six weeks plus uh you know and then you get a showcase at the end of it um with somebody who's gonna care about teaching you you know like not like this is a mic this is a stand this is where you but teaching you yo hey uh so this first day we're gonna go over some real basic stuff but then we're gonna run into like kind of the breakdown of a joke the breakdown of what a set looks like, like kind of how a show looks when it's booked. Um, and then kind of how you would, you know, these are, these are tools of, these are, these are wrenches and jokes. These are things that, you know, you wrench on to, you know, make a joke work, you know, um, this is, uh, you know, this is what a premise is now. Like if you want to write a joke about said premise, you know, how do you expand on your premise? Not giving you premises or premises, not feeding you stuff, but like show you like uh, jokes and be like, you know, where was the punch? Where was the twist? Where was the, what's the absurdity here? What, uh, uh, that's a good class. And I don't think that's too much to pay. I think if you paid, you know, five, six hundred dollars for five weeks just because it was, uh, uh, you know, just because it was Comedian X, like, uh, you know, just because it was Tom Papa or Ricky Gervais or uh, Big J Okerson or Ali Wong or I don't know if any of these guys actually teach classes. I just know that they, that's just who who happened to come to mind. Sean Patton, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know, I don't think any of them do, but like, if you're paying for a name, and then they go and they're like, this is a mic, this is a stand, this is what you do this, and you know, this is the kind of money I charge for the, that's not stand-up class, those are things you find out along the way, those are things you find out on the road, that's called on-the-job training, but like, a class that tells you about the light, what the light means, uh, you know, how important it is to pay attention to the light. Like, that is, uh, that talk about the anatomy of a show. They talk about what you would, what to expect. But mainly something that shows you, like, you know, this is what writing looks for me, but this is how I'm going to help you, like, write. This is how I'm going to, you know, help you spark your flame or pass you some, some burning logs for your fire so you can get your own fire going. That's good class. And I felt like. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the brief interruption in the recording. Um, I had an emergency call I had to take. Um, nothing bad, just uh, some information I needed to get. Um, 
but yeah, like I was saying, um, I don't think stand-up classes are a bad thing when they're taught the right way. But uh, I am going to go ahead and we're going to put the wraps on this one. And I would like to take some time talking about the stand-up class I take. Um, if you're in uh, the Triad Triangle area of North Carolina um, or anywhere in North Carolina and um, you think stand-up would be something fun to pursue, um, I recommend the class taught by Steve Lesser at the Idiot Box at Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, I think it's a very great class. Um, I think Steve... Um, has a way of teaching that is for anybody. Um, if you're a comic and you're stuck on getting out your next five minutes, um, if you've been trying out comedy but you've never had any direction in writing, or if you want to try it out for the very first time, uh, I think Steve Lesher's class is the best. Um, uh, Idiot Box on Facebook um, is going to give links to their website and all their uh, main classes uh and schedules um they they uh steve teaches ten, a stand-up class and then uh jenny stencil teaches an improv class there um as well uh both very educational both people um have been involved in comedy for a long time and uh, both are involved in what my opinion is the best scene on the east coast um i said what i said man ah for people who watch tiktok they know what i did there <laughs> but yeah guys so um uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for coming by. Um, that comic Tony on Twitter. Uh, that comic Tony on Instagram. Uh, Tony Rodriguez on Facebook. The Sidewalk Crow on Facebook. Or the Sidewalk Crow on YouTube. And thanks for listening to another episode. Shout out to Anchor FM for helping us make this episode and making things happen. Thank you all so much. It's been a wonderful day. Like I said, if you're in Greensboro tonight, uh, check the Idiot Box's Facebook page and the website. We might have a few tickets left for the uh, Stand Up 101 grad show. I'll be on that show. And uh, thank you all so much for stopping by and listening. Sidewalk crew, we out here, boy. Yo. Yeah.